Hey there, and welcome to a special Victory Monday edition of the Locked On Sooners podcast. Coming up on today's show, we're going to talk about what went down in Oklahoma's 52-21 to win over the Texas Tech Red Raiders. We'll talk about what stood out on the offense and the defensive side of the football, and we'll hand out game balls in the third segment. All that and more on today's episode of Locked On Sooners. are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Sooners Nation, and welcome to the Locked On Sooners podcast. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams, and you can read my work covering the Oklahoma Sooners over at the Sooners Wire at USAToday.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners and on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast. And now we're here on YouTube. So make sure you go check out the channel, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review, go and make sure you hit that thumbs up button. But man, excited to talk about this game with you. It was a complete game for the Oklahoma Sooners from start to finish in their 52 to 21 win over the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Although it started off with a little bit of a letdown with their first punt of the game, the defense really stood tall early on forcing Texas Tech to punt twice uh, in their first three possessions or first two possessions. And that gave Oklahoma just a a chance to settle into the game a little bit. And, And that's really, I think the big difference right now is that even though Oklahoma had to punt on their first drive, the defense allowed them to be able to punt. Like it's okay to, you know, like you're not going to go perfect every single drive like they did against Kansas state uh, several weeks ago where they scored on every drive of the game. And sometimes you need your defense to make a stop. And that was absolutely huge for them. And and then once, once the offense got rolling, it did not stop while Caleb Williams was in the game. They scored on every possession the rest of the way. And then when Spencer Rattler came in, they scored again. And so it was really nice to see some complimentary football where the defense was able to pick it up a little bit for the offense. You know, Texas Tech came right out and it was, you know, a third and five, third and six, something like that. A manageable third down situation. And Henry Columbia, you know, drops back a short drop and has his guy in the flat looking to hit him. And it's there for him. But Isaiah Thomas, recognizing what's going on, he pulls up from his pass rush jumps up in the air, knocks that ball down. Texas Tech's forced to punt on their first drive. And I think that was a huge tone setter for this game is that it wasn't that Texas Tech was making – that made a mistake that led to the punt, which I think at times the Oklahoma defense has just been kind of waiting for the, the offense that they're playing to make mistakes. But Oklahoma went out there and dictated what was going to happen on this day. And the, the same thing happened throughout this game. And it was just one of those things that was really, really nice to see that the defense was making splash plays after splash plays after splash plays. They, they turn it up, man. They, they're ready for this championship November run to begin. And it's, it's, it couldn't have come too soon for this team to finally play their complete game. Because as they've got the bye week coming up, we talked about it a little bit last week on the show that heading into the bye week, you just need to lay it all out on the line, play your best football going into the bye so that you can feel really good about it and then come out of the bye refreshed, rejuvenated, ready to go into that three-game stretch against uh, Baylor, Iowa State, and Oklahoma State. That's going to be a tough stretch. But really liked what they did on the defensive side of the football. And offensively, man, they were just downright explosive. You know, Caleb Williams just came out guns blazing, um, you know, in, in that first, you know, that first half. You know, they their first touchdown of the game was a seven-play, 95-yard drive that took three minutes 
to to get. And it all culminated with a you know a big you know pass play from Caleb Williams to, to Jaden Hazelwood for 17 yards, and then Caleb Williams hit Mario Williams for 22 yards as well. Um, Drake Soups had a big 31 yard reception on this one. According to Pro Football Focus, Caleb Williams was six of seven on throws 20 yards down the field for 218 yards and three touchdowns. Six of seven. He threw the ball down the field. And these guys weren't necessarily wide open, like 100% wide open. He was making throws into some windows that were pretty advanced throws, I think. Uh, There was one in particular to Mario Williams, not necessarily on the touchdown, but a little bit later in the game where it's cover two and he's going to have to drop it, uh, you know, just outside the safety and just over the cornerback. And he does it. And he did a great job making that throw. Uh, you know, and it was a little bit of a letdown, you know, after the the first touchdown for the Sooners that Texas Tech was able to march down the field and score a touchdown. Uh, but they've got good players, too. Eric Ezekama was really good in this game. As as good as the Oklahoma Sooners defense played, he was still a problem. And he's going to be a problem for a lot of a lot of teams. But in particular for Oklahoma, who has some issues on the outside, who has some corners that don't necessarily compete well for the ball when the ball's in the air. Uh, they were going to make some plays. It was just bound to happen. They weren't going to shut a guy like that out completely. Uh, but Oklahoma, then they go and they respond. Three plays, 78 yards, which ended with a big Caleb Williams to Marvin Mims, 67-yard touchdown. And it was good to see Marvin Mims back in uh, – not not back in action because he's been around, but just really making plays because he's been a guy that – he's been up and down. You know, He's been somebody who – you know, he'll have a big game and then he'll kind of disappear for a couple games. And I don't know if it's just the opportunities aren't coming his way. If the, the scheme and the offense, the offensive game plan is just not looking for him. But it's it's a weird kind of a situation. Now, the, the seniors have a lot of depth. They've got a lot of talent. And so it's going to mean that some other guys are going to get opportunities. But it's, it's just weird sometimes where he can go like he can have five catches in a game for 100, 150 yards. And then he can go a couple of games where he just has two catches over two games. So it was really nice to see them get him involved really early on in this game because he's he's their best wide receiver. He's a, the most dynamic player on the field for them on the outside. And you've got to target him down the field. You've got to give him shots. you got to give him chances. But you also got to get him involved in the short to intermediate passing game as well, which they did earlier in that drive on just a simple 10-yard pass. Like, it's okay to do that. Like, you don't have to target Marvin Mims down the field every single time. You want to, you know, hit him in the intermediate part of the field as well. And from that drive on, you know, once they once they hit on that touchdown, it was all Oklahoma. You know, the next drive for Texas Tech, punt. Oklahoma then goes eight plays, 91 yards for a touchdown. It's 21-7. And by that point, you can pretty much call it ball game because of the way the Oklahoma Sooners defense is playing. Uh, Texas Tech's next drive is an interception. And this is another situation where they have, they have a, short, a short third and four. And – Columbia drops back to pass again, trying to hit his guy in the flat again, or at least on a slant, just on a short pass. Isaiah Thomas reading what's happening. You know, he, he comes up on his pass rush, puts his hands in the air, knocks the ball up. Uh, and then Pat Fields comes up with the pick and you'd love to see it for Pat Fields, man. This is a guy that he's played hundred percent of the snaps in six of the seven games leading up to this game. And you'd love to see those kind of players that are the iron man for this team making big plays for this team. And so he gets the interception, sets Oklahoma up with a short field, and you don't want to do that. Like if Oklahoma is good enough to drive seven, you know, 95 yards for a touchdown, which they did on their first drive, or 75 yards, which they've done on a regular basis since Caleb Williams been the quarterback, you do not want to give this team a short field because immediately they go and score. And at that point, it's 28 to seven, and you could pretty much call it ball game. The Oklahoma Sooners 
are, are too much for Texas Tech at this point. You know, they tack on a uh, you know, 30 or a, a field goal to start the second half. Um, and that makes it 31 to seven. And then Tech, you know, turns the ball over again with an interception. Oklahoma, one play, 43 yards for a touchdown. This is Caleb Williams to Marvin Mims again, uh, just connecting consistently improving that connection and that and that's great to see you love to see them getting better and, and improving their chemistry a little bit as well uh, tech finally gets another score makes it 38 14 but again by this time the game is pretty much the game is pretty much over uh, oklahoma can pretty well coast to victory and man you love to see it you just love to see this team finally kind of put it all together with now three games left in the season you love to see them getting ready for the stretch run. And, and hopefully this is something that they can build on as they head into their game, not this Saturday, but the following Saturday after the bye against Baylor, because that's going to be a tough game. I, I, you know, each of those three games are going to be really, really difficult, but I think Baylor right now looks like the toughest team that they're going to have to play in the final stretch of the season because their offense is pretty good. They've got a really strong running game. And, and I think their quarterback's a little bit more reliable than Spencer Sanders, but we'll see how that, how that goes and how that turns out. But Still a lot more to talk about on this on this game in particular. Looking forward to breaking it all down. We'll have some offense and defensive standouts in the second segment and third segment. We'll hand out some game balls as well. We'll do that more here on Locked On Sooners. But first, I've got to talk to you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love it. I know you will too. It's a leader in college sports daily fantasy. They offer more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five as well as mid-major players you might not have ever even heard of. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All you got to do is go to prizepicks.com. If you use our promo code locked on, you'll get a 100% instant deposit match for up to $100. Use the award winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. It's safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com. Use promo code locked on. Or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All right, so let's talk about what stood out on the offensive side and the defensive side of the football. Let's start with the offense. Man, just so much to go around really there. Uh, but one thing I, I think that stands out the most is how effective the offense was without really much of a running game. The running game wasn't very good the first three quarters of the, of the game. Uh, they just couldn't really get anything going, whether it was Kennedy Brooks, Eric Gray, or even Caleb Williams on some design quarterback runs. They just couldn't get the ball going down on the ground. And generally, when you when you see that happen, uh, it puts a lot more pressure on on the passing game. But Caleb, it didn't really matter to Caleb Williams. Now, some of it was they weren't running a ton, but they had enough carries where they should have been able to get the ball going on the ground. And it, it's a little bit disturbing because this is a team that got ran on big by TCU just a few weeks prior. Like TCU ran for like 350 yards or about that, more than 10 yards a carry against Texas Tech. And Oklahoma could barely muster any any ground offensive at all. And so that's a little bit disturbing. But what I mean, what more can be said about Caleb Williams at this point? Six touchdown passes. He was just on target down the field like crazy. I mean, he was just hitting all his guys. You know, he had some guys make some plays for him. Uh, you know, Mario Williams made a great catch along the sideline. Jaden Hazelwood had a fantastic one-handed grab, uh, you know, as the as the ball was just flying in. I think he kind of lost it in the sun a little bit, uh, which is why he had to use the one hand. It just kind of jumped on him. But just such a great play that, that was. And, 
you know, I think the offensive line's pass protection was pretty good in this game. Their, their run blocking may not have been great, but I think in pass pro, they were pretty good. Uh, you, you love to see, again, a guy like Drake Stoops continue to make plays for this team every single week. Like he had the touchdown, had a big play early in the game. He's just one of those like glue guys. I've talked about him a lot, but he's a glue guy. Like he's a guy that every good football team needs in order to be good. And he's going to continue to make plays for this team, you know, this season. And I'm, you just love to watch him play and you love to watch him make those plays because he's one of the smaller guys on the field. So somebody that my, a guy like myself can kind of relate to, cause I'm only about five, nine, five, 10. And so I can relate to a guy like that. And you just love like the, the toughness that this guy has going over the middle, being willing to do whatever it takes to, to help his team win. And he always does the little things, right. Uh, let's, you know, the, the, uh, man, we talked about Mario Williams. We talked about Marvin Mims a little bit, but Marvin Mims just, he continues to make plays. Uh, you know, it was just one of those like great games. They got everybody involved. Um, you know, Caleb Williams hits several players. Like they had 13 players catch a pass or sorry, get a target, 12 players catch a pass on this day. Uh, some of those were with Caleb Williams involved. Some of those were Spencer Rattler, but it just goes to show how deep this team is uh, offensively. And then, uh, you can't really say much more about um, just how well they, they threw the ball down the field. And, and I think that's huge for this team. If they are going to be good this year and contend for the big 12 and the college football playoff, they've got to continue to keep pushing the ball down the field because that's when they're at their best offensively, because you can't expect any team to drive the field 75 yards, every single drive. It's just, it's hard to do. Uh, there's penalties. We've seen enough penalties this season to know that every drive that has a penalty is is more likely to stall out. And so the fact that they've been able to get the ball down the field, push it downfield, it's been absolutely incredible and huge for this, this team. Let's talk about the defensive side of the football. Isaiah Thomas, man, he's starting to turn it up right at the right spot. Now, you know, they're, they asked in the post game, they asked Alex Trench kind of what he and Isaiah Thomas talked about um, heading off the field after the Kansas win. And basically they just said, we need to, we need to get better. We got to make it better. Got to fix it. And Isaiah Thomas came out and he played a great game, had the two pass deflections. One led to an interception. One led to a punt. He had the uh, strip sack where he kind of went quickly around right end um, or beat the right tackle pretty quickly and, and got to uh, Donovan Smith and stripped the ball out just before he was able to you know, complete his throwing motion. And then he recovered his own fumble, which is all, it's like, this is really, really hard to do because the ball just goes all kinds of directions. And so just to see, just to see him have a game like that was, was great. And, and it was great to see like the health of this team provide a boost, you know, Jalen Remnant being back, Deller and Turner Yell being back. I think that really makes a big difference for this team to have those two guys with as much experience as they have ready to play and, and on the field for this defense as they head into the stretch run. Loved the move of Key Lawrence from safety to cornerback. And again, Alex Grinch talked about it after the game. Just this was a guy that had been playing so well in DTY's absence that you had to keep him on the field. You had to find a way to keep him on the field. And he said he texted uh, Key Lawrence before or a Sunday night uh, before the, the week's practices started and said, Hey, what do you think about moving to corner? And in essence, Key Lawrence just basically said, let's roll, let's do it. And you love that move. That was such a great move uh, by Alex Grinch and the defensive staff to, to see that, hey, we got to get this guy on the field and we've got a need at corner. Even though DJ Graham was back, um, you still had a need for, for something at cornerback that, that was going to provide you a little bit of an edge, a little bit of fight. 
And on that first play of the game for Tech, they they go right after him. They did not hesitate to go after him. And they they get the ball they want, complete the pass. But Key Lawrence, the 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 dog that he is with the edge that he's got, he fights for the ball and he knocks it away before they can complete the catch and go out of bounds. So huge play just to set the tone defensively. Uh, you love to see that a guy like him who is listed as a safety kind of had a, I don't know, a slow start to his season. He's starting to really turn it up and he, he provides such an edge for this defense and such a physicality. It kind of reminds you a little bit of Nick Bonito or not Nick Bonito, but uh, Ronnie Perkins. When Ronnie Perkins returned last year, it changed the, the face of this defense. It, it was a totally different defense when Ronnie Perkins came back. It was, it was solid before, but it, it had a, a lot more energy to it, a lot more uh, physicality, a lot more fight to it. And I feel like that's what Key Lawrence is providing for this defense right now as well. He brings an energy, he brings a fight, an edge to this team that even if the ball is completed, the pass is completed, he's looking for a way to fight and get the ball out because it's just the competitor that he is. And so really excited to see him getting opportunities. Now it's going to be interesting to see what they do when Woody Washington's back and you've got Woody Washington and DJ Graham, but I think you still got to find a way to keep him on the field, whether you move him to the slot and you just use him as a big slot player, someone that you can bring on that nickel blitz. Uh, I think that's one way that you can use him. You can continue to use him in the rotation on the outside, but he've got to keep him on the field. He's just too good of a player for you right now. And maybe next year when your, your senior safeties graduate, he's a guy that you know figures in more at safety. But for this season, you play him at corner, you play him at slot, you play him at, at safety. Maybe you run some three safety looks. Like This is a great time for Alex Grinch to like go and kind of get into the lab and, and experiment a little bit with some, some formations and defensive deployments, like figure out a way to get your best 11 guys on the field. And if that means three safeties, it means three safeties. If it means, you know, using a uh, key Lawrence as a big nickel, that's what it means. Maybe throw them in, throwing them in there at some linebacker. You know, if you're going to go with some dime looks, uh, you know, against teams that might spread you out a little bit more, but I think like against teams like Baylor against Iowa state against Oklahoma state, use them as your slot nickel corner. And that's going to be great for you because he's a guy that can help you a lot and run in run fits. Um, would, you know, you'd love to see that. I think uh, it was it was great getting um, DTY back. Just that experience. It helps with the secondary, helps Pat Fields a lot. It just helps everybody on, on that defense be where they're supposed to be. I thought Brian Osamoa played a pretty solid game. His his job, you know, getting into run fits, shooting the gap. I think they did a really good job. I think tackling still at times is a bit of an issue for this team. Uh, I think they're going to continue to get better. Maybe it's something they can work on a little bit during the bye, but you know, there are times where they they're just kind of reaching for guys and hoping to just grab them and bring them down. But it, you, you'd like to see them can tackle a little bit more consistently. And I think as the game went along, it got better, but early on, I felt like they were still a little bit kind of hesitant, kind of feeling things out. And I think that's why I got it. Key Lawrence is so important because because of his physicality, I think it raises the physicality level for everybody else on the team as well. So, man, just so much good stuff from that game. It was a lot of fun. We'll talk more about it this week, especially in Tuesday's episode. But coming up next, we'll hand out some game balls and just talk more about who were the guys that made the big plays in this game. But first, let me talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's easy to eat. It's 100% covered in chocolate. It tastes great. There's so many great flavors like mint brownie, coconut almond, and my personal favorite, the peanut butter brownie. 
It is low carb, low calorie, low fat, low sugar, and it's high in protein. I eat one just about every single day for breakfast. Uh, it's a great thing for me to take as a snack. You know, if it's middle of the day and I'm going out running some errands and man, I'm just not feeling like getting fast food or something like that, then I'll get a built bar. It gives me all the energy I need to get through my day, get through my work day. My job is a little bit physical. And so sometimes I'm having to like lift people and, and help, you know, walk people and, and do a lot of physical stuff, but I have all the energy I need because of built bar. So make sure you go to built.com, use promo code locked 15 to get 15% off your next order or your first order. If you haven't tried it, make sure you go give it a shot. Built.com, use promo code locked on, that's L O C K E D on O N, and you'll get 15% off over at built.com. Check it out. Love Built Bar. I think you will too. So let's talk about the Oklahoma Sooners and some game balls. We'll hand out some game balls. Obviously, the first one, it goes to Caleb Williams. The dude's a star. He's a stud. At some point, he's going to be in legit Heisman consideration. I think after the Baylor game, probably. I think he's going to have a great game in that one. And he'll maybe not have a Heisman moment, so to speak, but he'll have this moment that'll really pull the, the national analysts into, yes, Caleb Williams is a Heisman contender. Uh, USA Today Sports had him like sixth in their Heisman ranking la- rank- rankings last week. I think he could probably go up in that this week. Um, but the dude just does everything well. Like today on, on Saturday, he really didn't even use his legs very much or very effectively but it didn't matter because the guy threw for 400 yards and completed more than 70% of his passes. He's just dynamic. He's just a great player. And what's crazy to think is we're just scratching the surface with this guy. He's a true freshman with three starts under his belt and didn't play in the 2020 season because the high school season got canceled. And so he's going to get better. Like he's going to get better, which is crazy. Like this is a guy that can improve his game just with more experience. Like, the more experience he gets, the better his game is going to get, which is great news because if the Oklahoma Sooners end up moving to the SEC next year, all of this that's happening this year is going to be great experience for that move next year. And he's not just like getting thrown into the fire of the SEC right away. So love Caleb Williams, love his game, love the energy he brings. And just that, man, that arm, it's a rocket and it just gets out fast and it gets down the field quickly. Huge shout out to Marvin Mims, Mario Williams. They both get game balls. Mario Williams, the uh, offensive, or sorry, the newcomer of the week for the Big 12. Caleb Williams was the offensive player of the week for the Big 12. But yeah, Mario Williams, great game. Love to see him finally get down the field a little bit. Uh, Prior to this game, there was only one other game where he had an average depth of target more than 10 yards down the field. They'd just been using him a lot in the bubble screen game, the short passing game, and and which is he can be effective and he can make a lot of plays there because he's a, a shifty guy. He's got great quickness, great elusiveness, but he's also a dynamic playmaker down the field. And we saw that on Saturday. Like this is the guy that we saw in the spring game and in fall camp that we were expecting to see earlier this season make plays down the field for the Oklahoma Sooners. They just hadn't really been deploying him in that way yet. But with Michael Woods being out, maybe that allowed them to to utilize him more in the vertical passing game. And the the results were fantastic. And I think you got to continue to use him more there. Even when Michael Woods comes back, I think when Michael Woods comes back, you run a lot of four verts options where you're sending Mims and Woods and and Williams down the field. And you got Jaden Hazelwood as your underneath option. That, that's going to be a lot of fun, man. You're going to have so much fun with this team if you can get all those guys healthy and back. Um, also, you know, we talked about Isaiah Thomas. He's got to get a game ball as well. Nick Bonito's got to get a game ball. The guy just brings it every single game. He's a fantastic player. Every down, 
I mean, he's one of the best players in the country, but doesn't really necessarily get seen that way a lot of times. Uh, but just another another great game for him. Um, you know, I thought the pass protection, you know, for the running backs was pretty good, even if like they didn't have a great day running the football. So shout out to Eric Gray and Kennedy Brooks for that. And hey, shout out to Spencer Rattler too. I know like he's been through a lot this year and and sometimes maybe his attitude and just the way he carries himself kind of rubs people the wrong way. But man, big shout out to him. Like over the last couple of weeks, he's really like he's making the effort to be there to be supportive of Caleb Williams. And so for him to get in this game and and make a huge play, man, that throw to Brian Darby was a dart, dude. It was it was a heck of a throw and Darby, man, shout out to him too. Big, you know, game ball to him because he made a great catch on that one. Um but you can see how well liked he is in the locker room based on the response of his teammates and his coaches after that play. Like this is a guy who's battled some adversity this year and in all of that, despite all of the adversity, like it, it, sometimes we can lose perspective when things aren't going well and forget, like, he's still a good player. Like he's, he's a really good player, like a really good football player, but just kind of, you know, I think just things weren't really working well for him. Maybe he lost a little bit of the confidence that he had last year because he, he just looked like a more uncertain player this year for a lot of the games. Uh, and so huge for him and for his confidence. Now he's probably going to go somewhere else next year and, and I think for him and for his future, I think it's good for him to spend another year in college at least to just kind of, you know, retool his game and, and put some better production, better tape on, on film so that, you know, NFL teams feel a lot more comfortable about drafting him. Uh, but man, you just, you'd love to see like a guy who's battled some adversity, loses his job, get an opportunity to come in and play and then make a big play. And so big shout out to him. It was also great to see Marcus major back and running in the fold. I mean, he, you know, came in during some mop-up duty, but um, he ran hard. He ran decisive. He was quick with the ball in his hands. And I, I hope that they get him involved more early in games because he's a physical player. Like if the holes aren't there, like at least he's a guy that is going to kind of bowl through the hole. Like he can, he can make the, the pile move a little bit. Kennedy Brooks is great, but he's not really that guy is going to physically move the pile. Eric Gray is definitely not that guy. He's a guy you want to get in space. But hopefully they'll get Marcus Major a little bit more involved. Austin Stogner, shout out to him, got a touchdown pass. We've been waiting for the, the Austin Stogner touchdown for a while. You know, I'm still hoping for a better, you know, better like overall receiving performance. But it's ha- you're you're happy to see a guy like make a play um, in a in a key moment in the game. That's not necessarily maybe a key moment, but make a play in the game. Braden Willis, same thing. Like this tight end H back group is so good and so deep. Um, it, it's just hard to know if you're a defense, how to defend them and contain them, but you love to see all three of those guys making plays because it just makes it that much harder for a defensive coordinator coming into to play the Oklahoma Sooners. Um, you know, we talked about key Lawrence game ball to got that guy, Pat fields as well. DTY as well. DJ Graham and DJ Graham, I think made some plays as well. You know, he, um, I think he had a, a pass deflection at one point in time on a, on a big third down and, um, you know, he's a guy that he, he's got a nose for the football as well. He's somebody that's going to go after the football, try to take it away, get it back for the offense. And so you, you love to see that guy coming back when, when he's healthy, he's, he's one of their better corners because he's a big time playmaker. He's a little bit aggressive, but that's okay. You don't mind a little bit of aggression because it pays off sometimes and it works out well. Um, Isaiah Thomas game ball to him, big time game for him. I thought the defensive interior had a really nice game. The Texas tech running backs really didn't have a ton of room to run. Um, it, it it's hard to uh, to run against this defense when it's healthy. When you got Jalen Redmond back and and Perry on Winfrey is playing like he can play, 
and you got Isaiah Thomas and Nick Bonito on the outside, that that's a very formidable defensive front. And so if, if this is the Sooners team that they're going to take into the rest of the season, they're going to be really, really difficult to beat. You know, let's say for, for, you know, this game, they really only gave up seven points when the game was still in doubt, like the, through the first three quarters, basically, they only gave up seven points. Tech scored at the end of the third quarter and then at the end of the fourth quarter. But at that point, it really didn't matter. And so you love to see this team really stepping up right at the right time, at the right moment, as they head into their stretch run. And it's going to be a lot of fun to watch this team coming out of the bye just to see if they're healthier. Do they get Woody Washington back? Is Michael Woods back? We haven't heard an update on Theo Weiss. Could he potentially be back? We'll see. It's going to be a lot of fun. But hey, thanks so much for tuning in and listening to Locked On Sooners. Again, my name is John Williams. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners, on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast. Subscribe and like the show here on YouTube as well and let your friends know about it. Make sure you share it with a friend. And thanks again for always making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. Until tomorrow, I'm John Williams. Boomer Sooner.